0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be talking to the wonderful directors of Mean Girls, the movie. We are joined today by Arturo Perez Jr. and Samantha Jane. And in in starting to talk about how you approached this, I mean, I think you've done a really beautiful job in paying homage to the original film, paying homage to the Broadway version of it that it's an adaptation of, and then also really finding your own identity in how you've crafted the film and I was just really interested in how you kind of combed through the idea of the insurmountable task of, you know, how do we kind of pay heedance to both of these versions and yet also create this really new space for 2023?
1: Yeah, it's a it was a a delicate thing because I mean, we're both super fans of the original, you know, we love it so much. We grew up with it. I grew up just speaking Mean Girls, you know, and, and loving that movie. And we also had seen the Broadway show in like 2017.
2: And it's really good. Yeah.
1: Like I, I remember so like we funny.
2: we walked out of there. Like we didn't even, we were just going there. I think your mom yeah. was like in town and she wanted to we
1: saw it on a Wednesday. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was good. We cool. wore pink. <laughs> it's a it's a it's really it's a really good show. I remember being like, that was a fun time. That yeah, a
1: really fun time. it's a really fun time. And it's so created specifically for Broadway, mm-hmm. you know? And I think in In our initial talks with with Tina, I mean, something we were really excited about is kind of the new construction that the Broadway show kind of like encased the narrative in, which is Janice and Damien are now our all-knowing narrators, and they're kind of telling the story in their mind's eye, in hindsight. So we were like, you know what? These are two kind of like 16-year-old kids taking us through this journey of what they perceived happened. So we felt like that left a lot of room for kind of surprise and the kind of this like subjective reality we like to do. Um, and
2: for us, like I remember like what really, what, what we were really, really, really excited about, like when we, when we finally got it, like when we, we were like, oh shit, it could be this, mm-hmm. you know, it was like what if Janice and Damien, since they are the narrators, we just push that a little bit further and we're like, what if they're like the directors of the movie? Cause they're making the movie, right? They're kids making a movie on an iPhone. That's just like, like, that's what's so amazing about this generation is that they're all filmmakers, you know? Mm. So we wanted to be like, Oh, that's, that feels, that feels, correct. that feels really right. You know, uh, for them to kind of, pop in and out and like almost as if they're making it and we'll like they invite their um you know like their friends who like maybe play in band but like they also play at all the house parties you know and they're like that like you know they're playing ableton and they're like kind of fucking shit up
1: yeah so it's like hey you guys <laughs> why don't you come over and like you do the score and we like we you know, do the score. I'm like, we see you do it. And uh, how about these girls who are in choir, but kind of like have their own like bedroom pop thing going on on the side? It's like, okay, how about you, you know, do the vocals for the for the movie and we see you and we just kind of started to piece together this like Greek chorus. The dancers
2: uh, too, like, we're yeah. like all at the party, but all of a sudden they're like, they're frozen and they like, you know, all that stuff. It just like, it all worked because it was like, it was as if Damien, Jan, da, da, uh, Janice and Damien got all their friends to make this movie together, yeah. you know, that we all kind of know, but that we love and, and that they love and, um and they're, it, it just felt like a really fun playground.
1: Yeah. Uh, kind and- of like a very like tactile DIY kind of playground that like Janice and Damien could actually create this within. So that's what got us, us really stoked. Um, And that's what started to spark a lot of, uh, you know, creative conversations.
2: Totally. How would the movie start? You know, I remember one day, like Samantha came home with like the idea and it just fit perfectly what it needed to do, like, and how we wanted to construct it. So everything came from there and that,
1: yeah, it was just kind of funny to me, the idea of starting, you know, like these, these musical movies usually start with this like big sweeping overture over the opening cards. But these are just two like 16 year olds messing around with a like tripod that won't stay up. So it's yeah, just, totally. <laughs> like hearing their banter, you know, kicking off the movie and starting in a really low fi place and then kind of like exploding it outward from there. Uh made it made us
0: excited
2: from phone to cinemascope yeah
0: I mean I I love that idea of perspective as well because like there's certain ways that you've moved the camera where it's like there's a conversation happening beneath a tree and there's something to look at up above and so it's like a really fast kind of pan upwards and back down and it it kind of takes you back to that thing when you first start learning filmmaking and like your zooms are going to be quicker because you're like learning the the ins and outs of a camera and so how did you kind of take yourself back to that space of when you were both first learning filmmaking and yeah. like the way that you would think about specific shots and specific movements to influence that.
2: I think what's awesome about like young filmmakers and you see it all the time, like now, like on TikTok and you on YouTube, like on Vimeo, it's like, because th- th- there is a certain like beauty in naivete, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and improvisation, you know, that I think that is what makes you don't know that you're not supposed to kind of do that so you so you fucking do it, you know and you work at it and work at it and work at it until kind of it, it works, you know. Um, because and I think that that that's the soul that we wanted this 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 film to have, you know, like a youthful spirit because like we kept saying it during production, it's like, you know this is for the kids. This is for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Yeah, you we, know? we
1: kept saying that we wanted it to feel just kind of like this emotional roller coaster. Like you're inside of the emotional roller coaster of a teenager's brain, who's like you know prefrontal cortex has not developed yet, and they're feeling all of the feelings a hundredfold. And um, we also wanted to kind of speak with the like fluidity and agility of how kids use the camera today you know have a little nod to that I mean and by camera I mean I mean this thing you know so just being able to be fluid and move in and out of spaces with that kind of ease was something um, we were excited about too.
0: I also think with what you were just saying about you know it's that idea that when you're that age your feelings are so big but yeah. the film doesn't diminish that. It really honors that. And that idea that when you're in high school, you know, that is your whole world. So when something falls apart with a friendship, that's the biggest thing that's going on in your entire existence. Yes. And so yes. how did you make sure that you were really respecting that that level of kind of emotional swing for your characters?
1: Um, I think it's something we've, put in practice, um, and, and try to put in practice with our, our projects, especially, you know, the previous project quarter life poetry was a very personal one. And it was about kind of opening up the inner world of a kind of, you know, maybe a bit anxious, uh, 20 something
2: introverted. Yeah.
1: Introverted, uh, person who had like this rich inner world who was, who was going through something and, I felt and we both felt um, it's it's always been really important to raise up young female stories mm-hmm. um, and treat them with the respect that they deserve, treat their emotions with the respect that they deserve. Cause I feel like, you know, a, a, a lot of times you hear, oh, it's, you know, it's a story about a young, it, it's a story about a young woman and it's a comedy. Um, so the whole thing is just kind of treated kind of a little, Offhanded in a way where it's just like, ah, just just shoot it this way, this way, this way. It won't matter. It's just funny girl stuff. Um but it's you getting know, better
2: though. It's getting it's it used to be it used to be a,
1: it is getting it is getting much better. And yeah. I, I feel like the just being able to um sorry, lost my train of thought.
2: I think like like definitely these past couple of years, like with I think Isa, Isa Rae has done an amazing job. I thought like Greta Gerwig was always doing a good job, you know, like. So it's like it's there's there's a movement towards towards like a more like rich cinema c- cinematic perspective, a female perspective?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know? So I mean that was that was a big uh, reason for doing quarter life poetry and then stepping into this world. I mean, high school, my God, if your experiences as a, as a 25 year old are intense, your experiences as, as a high schooler experiencing these feelings for the very first time are even more intense. So we we wanted to honor that with this. And it felt like a like familiar space that, that we like to, to play in with our work.
0: And in terms of of directing this film as well, there's so many different elements involved with all of the dialogue scenes, all of the musical numbers, and you've really created a distinctive style for each of the musical numbers throughout the film. Um, And I love the fact that you basically took an iPhone and pre-filmed everything, just kind of mapping it out and choreographing it. Um, I heard that your first first AD was kind of like the stand-in for Katie for you guys for a lot of things. Everybody,
2: Um, everybody, (laughs) uh, every there was no ego, everybody was everybody. I know we have
0: to put
1: together those videos because it's pretty hilarious. And he's like, he's a very expressive guy. And then you just like put a camera on him, and he's like so stoic, and
2: it's amazing. And he's like from Boston, you know, so he's just like, just like a dude's dude, you know, (laughs) like
1: hey, Aaron's over there, you know, can you just like be a little bit in love with him? He's like, (laughs) <laughs> really
0: that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, what what are some of the elements that going through that process of kind of pre-filming everything on an iphone really helped you to figure out for directing
2: the movie well i think number one it was like an extremely extremely tight budget an extremely tight schedule too mm-hmm. so like just because of the like i think level of amb- ambition that we were trying to get to you know or do um Like we, for example, the Halloween house, we had like sexy, we had someone gets hurt and we had all the dialogue scenes and we only had three days to shoot all that. So it's like, how, how are we going to be able to do that? Um, so we like rented the house and we just lived there and the choreo team did an amazing job. Like, uh, you know, uh, and then we would bring in we, w- we would film it, then we would bring in uh, like our, our Steadicam and Trinity operator, who's like Ari Robbins, who is the best camera operator in the world. Like nobody else would have been able to do this, show, the, 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 this movie like the way he did it. Because what we were asking for is something that kind of hasn't, you don't really do it, you know? And like, um, you need to have someone to be able to dance with the camera, like without Im- like inhibition, like like dance, With the camera like you don't care if you're gonna break the camera yeah the
1: the trinity is particularly tough because it goes high it has high low high mode low mode and then it also has this massive wing in the back that's like this really expansive thing that can just knock stuff over so we're out here doing this and then you add this into the equation it's like oh you know you have to kind of renegotiate the space and figure out the mapping of it and and it was just really key to have those kind of like tech rehearsals, tech we,
2: rehearsals. We and then when we shot it and then like someone gets hurt we shot it twice because the first time we shot it on an iphone we we're like nah we're not gonna be able to do that in one day not as much you know so we're like okay well what angles can we get and like it, it was like everybody worked their butt off you know um to to make sure that we could do it in the schedule and the time so that's why we did it on an iPhone first. And then it's also like it gets, it's less pressure. So it's like, you don't have to figure it out that like moment on the day. Like, let's really think through it. Let's like see it. You know, it's not like when you like do a storyboard, like you can't really feel it, you know? Um, Yeah. that's why we...
1: We wanted the day, like on the day to be purely about execution and allowing the actors to try, you know, different things of their own, but in terms of these like kind of more intricate shots, we just really had to lock in everything beforehand and answer as many questions as yeah. possible uh leading up to the the shoot day.
2: For, for ourselves, just to make sure that it's gonna be as good as it can be, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
0: And you know, when you're doing I'd Rather Be Me, which is like the Janice musical number, The fact that that's all done in one singular take, when you look at all of the different elements and all of the different spaces in the location that you're moving to, um, what was your starting point for kind of figuring out how to map that out?
2: Living in that cafeteria for about a day. Crawling around that cafeteria. (laughs) That's what I, like, that's what part of our process is, um, we kind of like fall in love with a location, you know, like get to know a location intimately. because when you do that, it feels like you can take advantage of the space more and not fight the space, but like, like, listen to what the space is telling you. You can do, mm-hmm. but also like push it the space where you can. You know, so it's like it's just one thing, but how can we make it more interesting? And I remember like we did have the 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 um, uh, the bathroom where it was, and we did have the gym where it was, but. But there, but we made a band room so that yeah, the
1: gym. We created the band room. The gym was this like expanded space, and then we partitioned it off and created that band room to go in. And then we, uh, I think
2: we moved like so that you couldn't even tell. Like there was a whole kind of choreography, not only for for um, for Ali E who fucking crushed it. Uh, we
1: added those glass. We had a, in the, in little things in between too.
2: that we would add and dimensionalize, like, mm-hmm. moving, like, remember, like, we were moving, people were moving the cafeteria tables so that Ari could flow through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's my, that's, like, it's, like, my the funnest thing to do. Like, it's kind of sickening, but, like, it's, you got to also, like, the pressure of it, of the day, because you, you have to edit in camera. Yeah. Too. So, like, because... You have like I think we had like six takes.
1: Yeah, we did not have that many. Or something.
2: So like we didn't have that much time. So it's like a shot like that doesn't work until it works. (laughs) You know, like it doesn't work like.
1: Like that's the thing. It's like with these one takes, it like doesn't work at all until it works. And then when it works, it's like magic. Or like yeah,
2: it feels like a little bit forced, or like you know, like all these things. So like, like when you're watching it, you have to watch it. And then you like watch it back one time. And then I'm like, we're like writing furiously, looking at little things and like, like, and so then we go back and give like notes for like to everything that we see.
1: I know. God bless Lee because we would come in with like a page of yeah. like little adjustments. We're like, this is so great. Maybe like a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, da, 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 da. And she is so smart. And she just like internalized it immediately and remembered all of it and would do Incredible. it. I, yeah, I was I was blown away. Um, but it was fun. We also had the, the production office happened to be in the school, um, which was its own kind of fun because it was like the art wing, like the actual art wing of the school, like had art department and had costumes and it was like the actual art wing. And like the COVID compliance office was like, it was the nurse's office. So we were like, I am I in high school? But then it afforded us the ability to like, For art night, for it to be like midnight and to just like crawl around the space and just think and just be there and absorb it, you know?
0: And one of the character elements that I really love in how you've done it in the film with Regina George, played wonderfully by Renee Rapp, is the uh... way that you introduce her to the audience, because there's this idea that she's an enigma and we know of her before we know her as a character. And even just the I am Regina George number, the fact that like she's not fully in frame right at the beginning and then like gradually she comes into full frame. And so how did you set about that journey of it's the enigma and it's the idea, but then you get to really know her?
1: That's kind of the beauty of this, uh, you know, this story being around for 20 years. You know, we're all familiar with the cheese fries and Regina George. (laughs) And I feel like it's something maybe I don't know if we would have been able to start with the cheese fries had like the the mythos of Regina George existed in our cultural zeitgeist for 20 years. But um, we like to have fun with things like that. And I think uh, a language we kind of established early on for. Uh, Regina was that of kind of like her seductive power Um, and you know when you're just kind of luring someone in with that kind of power you just reveal a little bit at a time naturally Um, so it it felt it felt fun and, (laughs) and right yeah
0: and when it comes to, to Katie's journey, um, there's so many great details in terms of her costumes and the way that she kind of comes in with like very comfortable, very functional clothing because that's the environment that she comes from. And then you see her kind of, trying to create her own idea of what it means to dress like the plastics, but it's not quite on point because it's all very new to her. And then you kind of see her find her own path to her own style by the end of the film. And yeah. so how did you set about working with your costume designer to really chart that out for her?
1: Yeah, Tom Broker and his team did an incredible job with uh with everything and especially Katie's journey because it is told so much through her fashion exploration. Um. You know, we just talked about how at the beginning, I mean, she would just wear everything for utility. I mean, she's wearing hiking boots. She's just wearing something that would just, you know, she she doesn't think about her wardrobe because she's there to learn. And then she quickly learned that high school is so much more than just about learning in class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just like you said, it's like she's stumbling to figure out. It's like, OK, pink. So I have to wear pink. But she doesn't think about the cut and the fit. So um, It was cool, I remember uh, Tom would work closely with Ann Gowry and our actors to be like, hey, also, how do you feel? What do you think is right? How do you feel is comfortable for for yourself? Um, And he kind of collaborated with them on on that process.
2: I love the vest, like the pink shirt. Yeah. You know, I thought that was just like, that that was a really nice touch. You know, I I think like little things like that, or like, or the dress at at, at Katie's party, which is like, and not it's like everybody was always having conversations about like not not to the original and Tina too like mm-hmm. like she would be part of these conversations and also like George like we have to say something like George yeah George
1: hair, Nelson makeup, our our makeup it, she, and
2: Dennis our hair yeah like it was all everything was was part of character you know and like my favorite thing that like Ali E and George did is like the the thread.
1: Oh, yeah, that single thread from her art show.
2: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we didn't even
1: pre-talk about that. I mean, they would, like, they just, collaborate just... in the trailer for a while, and they came out, and we're like, oh, my God, this looks perfect. <laughs> so good.
2: It was a tough day of shooting, too, and I remember that, like, that. I was just like, yes, go, has gone. Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs>
0: And, and also in kind of talking about some of the questions that you would be asking each other when you're figuring out scenes, um, again, kind of particularly when it comes to the musical numbers, because some of them are about moving the story forward and some of them are about moving character forward. And I've heard you say that you would kind of ask yourselves whose perspective is it and what's the feeling that we want to create. So how would that idea of the perspective and the feeling, as well as just thinking, is this a story moment or is this a character moment really help you to finesse what each individual number needed throughout the film.
1: We tried for for it to be a little bit of both. I mean, even in, you know, a number like sexy, which is so fun and so character and it's just Karen just taking over with no self-awareness of what's happening in the movie. Um <laughs> as the character, um you know, we tried to put a little bit um of story in there. Um just to to keep everything keep everything moving. but I think it was it really just came down to I mean yeah, so in terms of like the feeling take sexy um just because we're on this I'm on the subject uh you know it's like what's Karen's world like? what's going on in her mind? you know she's so pure and so joyful and she likes pretty things and she likes kind of that soft femininity. So it's like, what would she excel at and what would she bring to the table? And it's like, on Broadway, you know, what gets the biggest laugh in the theater is when Karen steps out and she says her first line and messes up and just like leaves stage and then come back. back. Um, So it's like, well, how would you do that now and why? And we were just like, you know what? She would totally slay a get ready with me video like like that would be her zone of genius <laughs> so we're like oh, okay and we would build it from there with our choreographer you know and and of course she would dress up and have this like fantastical wardrobe and all of these costumes and then it was like how could we um you know weave in everyone else uh in our in our ensemble to the number and it would it would kind of go from there
2: yeah, I mean it's because you were saying about the about the the rules that we had uh, about the two questions. I think it's something that we've all been doing since Life poetry because Life poetry was so singular. The perspective was so singular, and it was going about what's going on inside your brain, basically, or how it's and how it feels. You know, so we realized that you know all these you know it's a, a way to get into these character's perspectives is through song, you know, like really get into it. And then the, the rule was just always whose perspective are we in, in the song or whose perspective are we in the scene? It, it, Cause we did it for everything. It's it, whether it's scene or song. And then how is that person feeling? And then you take everything that you have, like every decision that you have to make down the road of like what lens, what, light how what kind of light like what colors what it's all going towards that feeling and and then it becomes you as an audience because we're like hopefully pushing that feeling forward at you um you feel it you feel how they feel which is like the power of cinema is to put yourself in other people's shoes for a little bit so like we thought it's like oh you can if you could it's as if De- Janice and Damien went around and, like, asked each of them, each of the plastics, okay, but how did it feel, though? You know, and, like, and then, and then when you stung that, like, well, what was really going through your mind? And, you know, and, like, really asking those tough questions to each of those characters so that you can really kind of feel for a little bit that you're inside of the minds of each of these characters.
0: And then lastly, I wanted to ask you about, you know, kind of working with Tina Fey and really figuring out the different cameo appearances and what made sense character wise and how to utilize people best, because it's like, what does it do emotionally for the audience if we see Ashley yeah. Park and she's the French teacher, you know, what does it mean to audiences? You know, it was such a brilliant choice to have Lindsay Lohan running the Mathletes competition at the end. And so with all the numerous cameos, how did you set about figuring out what's the best way to utilize this person as a character in the film for the audience?
2: I mean, we invited every, we invited, we wanted everybody. I know, we
0: wanted, we wanted
1: everybody. We, <laughs> we wanted everybody. everybody. Um,
2: just so- scheduling and stuff. It's tough to get everybody um but um
1: I think it was it was a really fun way I mean Tina has all these amazing relationships so it was just you know Tina reaching out to her friends basically which was super cool uh <laughs> so you know Ashley Park coming in from the Broadway show was so meaningful for that iteration of Mean Girls. then of course Lindsay the Queen coming in from from the original was so totally. cool um I I, I I I quite love when the moment that uh, that Lindsay comes in because it's far enough into the movie that it doesn't just like derail your whole experience
2: <laughs> as yeah as you're like when is remember? she gonna come back when's she gonna come back right it, uh, yeah.
1: right and you're not like expecting a cameo at that point and it's like a math competition and you're just like oh my god you're is so excited make, and
2: then you're like it does make it's a different dimension yeah like, what could it be yeah what it's does like it mean? that katie
1: <laughs> would grow up to run a map yeah. Math league competition, of course. Um
2: are we in the same plane of existence now? Or what you? <laughs> yeah,
1: it was really cool. And um, you know, Tina has worked with John Hamm a whole bunch, so that was super, super fun. It
2: was amazing. And Jenna
1: Jenna Fisher oh was my
2: God. incredible. Sweetest, and I actually sweetest. think
1: she could be and mom. Like yes. they're so similar and sweet and they look alike, which is amazing. Um and
2: it's He's the best. Like Jenna is the so she's so awesome to work with too. Yeah.
1: And uh Connor Ratliff, who plays uh Mr. Rap, he was actually, we had worked with him. We Maybe. we dragged him all the way to Tokyo to do a short film of ours called Dan Miller. And he uh was so fantastic in it. And when we were reading the script and we saw Mr. Rap, we're like, this is Connor. This is Dan. Yeah, it's kind of- yeah. We're like, this is just Dan Miller. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so, uh, it was cool to have, have him on board too. Uh, but it, 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 it was amazing working with all, all those people and everyone was just really excited to be there. And it was just like a really, really like
0: happy, happy set. Yeah. I, I really, really love that. And I think you've done such a great job, you know, kind of go, going back to the very right beginning of the conversation of just like really paying homage, but also kind of putting your own stamp on on this film in such a great way. So congratulations on everything with the film and thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So much, so much. Great thank speaking you. with you. Really
2: nice meeting you.